We're back on Spittin' Silver and Black with the Raiders superfan and longtime season take holder, Rocco. And, you know, and I think back to um, the mid-90s. Now, I remember when, uh, when they um, when the Los Angeles Raiders moved back up to Oakland. And they were going to back there. And I remember Al Davis at one point in time trying to... There was a... Uh, there was some reporting out there that they were going, they were trying to bring a preseason game to Las Vegas because you know, have the stories. Yeah, and I know Leo embraced it earlier that they were trademarking the name Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders or something like that earlier on. Right. And, right. you know, I, I know how much he really, you know, looked out for the Las Vegas community and his son bringing right. him Al here Davis just, you know, to... finishing the puzzle. Right, Al Davis used to spend his birthdays down here, if I not if I remember correctly. And at one point in time in the mid '90s, he wanted to bring he wanted to bring a preseason game, and the NFL was so anti Las Vegas at that at that time that absolutely not, not even preseason game. <laughs> he could not. There's no way that we're bringing the NFL. We don't want to have anything to do with Las Vegas uh, <laughs> yeah. gambling, sin, you know, everything. And look where we're at. Look, we're at 20, yeah, 30 years later. Yeah, and I know, to expand that, I know Romo a couple years, a couple years, like two years before the Raiders moved here, like, nope, you can't have your fantasy football draft or your, you know, your event in Vegas because of all the gambling. Right. No, no, you can't. And they canceled it, like, you know, a week before we were supposed to begin. I'm like, huh? And then to see them actually come to say that they hated and that they, they just were adamantly refusing to go to in a couple of years after they one specific event. It's just, you know, amazing, amazing to see their about face and amazing to see how fast they have come to accept Las Vegas and see Las Vegas for what really is a real community, a real city, and pe- where actual people, real people live, not just tourists, but actual people live, and for them to see the growth and the potential that has to house teams here because I know in the future, like Joe Fonturi for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans in NBA circles has been rumored as a potential team for Las Vegas. Yep, uh, I see that. I see. I foresee that happening. I see. I foresee an NBA team coming out here, and we're going to be inundated with all pro sports teams. We're going to be like a big city, along with all the tourists coming here and. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the the way things are going. I'm very happy to see my team, our favorite team, and you know, there. I've been paying attention to just uh just to get a gauge on the the you know because you're driving down you're driving down the street you see all the Vegas night uh, license plates the Vegas night stickers or the Vegas Golden Knight stickers. I'm starting to see more and more Raider stickers, more and more Raider plates. Yeah. I'm starting to see a bigger increase on, you know, just driving around. And I, I notice Raider Nation and I, I try to, you know, hey, you know, say hi as, as I drive by at 80, 90 miles per hour. But you're starting to see more and more of the Raider sticker and the Raider brand. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy to see that we're, we're getting more and more fan home, you know, homegrown fans, and that that goes back to them doing their their community work. You know, they show you're going to have a bunch of kids 
and growing for the next generation of Raider fans and Raider Nation. Um, as long as we as long as we put a good product on the field, I think you're going to see more and more people convert. And just like for the Golden Knights, you're going to see more and more people become fans of the game and uh, of the team. The more and more they do things, and the more and more we win. Yeah, and to expand that, I work with uh, Joe with uh, UNLV football, and those players are even excited for never come here. I um, of course. They're excited for the new stadium and the chance yeah. to utilize an NFL stadium. But the players themselves are really excited for an actual NFL team to come here because those are players they can look up to. Those are players they see. And those are players they interact with. And if Tony Sanchez, the head coach of UNLV football, already brings local celebrity icons into uh, practices and such. In order to, last year they brought a magician in order to give, uh, Aziz a scholarship. But to see, you know, to say to see them excited and for them to really, you know, have that partnership together is a really good thing for Las Vegas. It's, it's going to connect two, two entities and bring them closer together, closer than, uh, college and a pro team. Has ever gotten, and it's really cool to see that occur because you know it, it it's magic because uh you know a couple years back you never or a few years back you never thought this could happen, but here it is happening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are definitely on the precipice of of some great things happening for our city, for this city, and for this state. And I'm I'm just I'm glad I. Had the ability to, to, you know, I have to give a shout out to one of Raider Nation's favorite sons, uh, Ed, on Twitter. He's the one, he's a season ticket holder, been a multi-year season ticket holder up in Oakland. And he, he doesn't live too far from me. And he was part of, you know, we, on a whim, we all, we never ever met each other in person. We all drove down to the owners meeting together. And since then we've, we've, had a great relationship. He doesn't live that far from me up here in the Northwest. And he actually lives in Alaska and he it comes down for games. He yeah. is the one that brought me with him um, when he got the opportunity when the PSLs first went on sale. He called me and let me know. And he I asked him if I can go along with him just to see, you know, get a gauge, you know, when they when they opened it up. Well the Raiders uh, in their graciousness, when I went down there, they offered me the opportunity to buy PSLs because I went with Ed and, uh, I had the ability to buy them before you know, other, uh, you know, um, regular Raider fan base that put their hundred dollar deposit down. So I have to give a shout out to Ed for bringing me down there when he, when he was in town and, and I am just stoked, dude. I am stoked. For 2020, this year, this year cannot go by fast enough to get through <laughs> this next Same season. I'm, I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm so jazzed to get get through this season. See them put a good product on the field. Get into next year. Get into next year's draft. Get into next year's free agency, and then first game, first pre. I'll be there for the preseason game. 
and I'm hoping they give the Raider, you know, the PSL holders, I hope they give us an opportunity to walk through the stadium before, you know, so we get to see the actual innards and see the locker rooms and all that stuff. If we don't, no big deal, but I am stoked for that first game be able to go to that first I, I bet. Stay first here because I graduate uh, May of 2020. Uh, yeah, May of 2020 next year. And, you know, I'm like, I I look at that and I'm like, wow, that next semester, Raider football is here. It's like, boom. It's like everything happens at once or on my side, me personally, I'm like, whoa. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> It, it it can't go back. I, of course, I can't wait to graduate, but I can't get by fast enough. Is I want first of all, like you said, agency, the draft, anything. I'd like to see who the Raiders are going to get. Who's going to stick with the team? Who is not? Who is the team that's going to come here? Who's going to be the longest tenured player, Raider player, to travel with the team here? Because I know shout out to Sebastian Jankowski, who right, you know, who just retired, the former Raider who really wanted to play in Vegas. Or who said publicly that he wanted to play with Vegas, and you know, it. I I'm excited to see who they pick up, what they do, what the moves are before, who they're going to draft, who they're going to target. Because right now they're targeting foundational players, but next year, you know, I wonder if the, if they're going to select, you know, maybe another, you know, uh, Mark Davis Bryant or someone, you know, a little on. The edge. I I don't think. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do because I know that I don't I know they don't want those guys because um I know Joe told me about a couple like a couple months ago that they don't want those guys but I'm interested to see who they what type of leaders they're going to bring when they finally move right. to Las Vegas because you know they have a lot of things going on in Oakland but not as much as they have in Las Vegas and this past year I know. Mac and said they talked to all the players and said, Would Vegas be a problem to you? They said no, but I'm interested to see what players will bring here because, you know, Vegas is all our so called distraction. You know, I wonder what is going to come up and what type of players are going to be here, what they're going to do, what the players, what they're going to do on a daily basis, what, how they're going to interact with the community and other things like that because a lot of people will say, Oh, they're just going to party. Oh, they're just going to do this. It's like, no, they're they get involved in the community. But I'm really interested to see how they get involved, what they do, and how they expand their fan base even further here. Because, like you said, with bringing all license plates, having everyone have a license plate here, I'm just interested to see how many people actually galvanize it. There's a lot of people who move here have already established teams, but how many people? Are going to switch allegiances to the Raiders once they win here with the win now attitude. How many right. people will flock the team like they did, you know, switching allegiances from the Blackhawks, from the Penguins, and becoming Golden Knights fans? I wonder how many people are going to be Raiders fans here because, you know, there's nothing like the Black Hole. There's nothing like, you know, a Raiders game on a Sunday. There's nothing, there's not a spectacle. Not going to be a spectacle larger in town on a Sunday than in Las Vegas. I mean, I know some churches have gotten around here, like one I go to, they've gotten rid of, you know, 6 p.m. service on a Saturday night, but would they bring those back? 
with Raiders games and NFL games on Sundays, you know, because right. you know, more people probably want to Everybody's going to be tailgating. for the game on a Sunday. Is, you know, I, I really interested to see what they do and how the city will react to them actually being here because it's like, you know, it's a, it's a different vibe on a Sunday because, you know, you bring people together who wouldn't normally be together. That's what football does. Yeah. My church service will be at the tailgate. I'll be eating my <laughs> baked eggs at the tailgate. That'll be my church service for today, waiting for the next game. <laughs> oh, nice. Because I know uh, Cannon Ridge, the church I go to, they, um, you know, I know they work closely with the Knights. So, you know, I wonder how they'll work uh, with the Raiders and how big of, you know, what they're going to do welcoming them in town, doing all that involved. Because when we switch pastors, actually, our uh, pastor, this new pastor, Lee Pastor, who was the Ituria transition, the Golden Knights, or they, our church gifted him uh, his own jersey with his name on the back. And, you know, I wonder what's going to happen with the Raiders in town and how my church in particular, how other people's churches, how other, you know, entities in town are going to galvanize towards Raiders and how the Raiders are going to reach out to them. Because being the first class organization that they are, it's going to be amazing to see the community outreach in town and how the community really, you know, gathers around them from all different angles. Because they already do that, but you know, it's going to be amazing. To well, see the first person, the first person you're going to see, yeah, the first person that you're going to see and 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 worshiping and will be Derek Carr, the leader of, of the team. Uh, you see all all the um, events that he does in California uh, with his with his organization and with his uh, with his belief system. You're going to see him front and center here in Vegas, different churches, different, you know, whatever, whatever beliefs you have, you're going to have all different denominations and he will be front and center. He will be the face um, going forward of Las Vegas for the Raiders and for this community. There's no getting around it. I know he's a Fresno or a Bakersfield guy, but while he's here, he will be the face and he's the perfect face for this, this community. So I know because he, he uh, isn't I, too I much put, because he isn't too much yeah, of an ego. Ahead. I mean, he's not. He doesn't really have an ego. He doesn't really have what a lot of these quarterbacks have. He is more low key, and it's going to be nice to see that as a face of your franchise because in the face of your organization because that is a quarterback is always the face of your franchise. So it's hard. It's a different type of face because he's more low key. And he's sort of moving away from where he grew up in, in Fresno, because, I mean, he got played in Fresno all those, I mean, with Oakland all those years, but playing in Las Vegas is going to be so much different for him, and it's going to be amazing, because I know we had Tony Cordasco on our show last week. He, he was talking about how Gruden and some other people are looking into getting a place in Seven Hills and Southern Highlands, and it's going to be you know, amazing to see where the dust settles for all the players. Because I know Neil Gray talked about some players wanted Summerlin, 
and other places, but it's going to be amazing to see how, you know, you get out of the whole whole city with all, you know, the communities or any of the suburbs, per se, you know, and how they're going to gather with their practice facilities in Henderson. I mean, that facility, that huge facility that they're building down in Henderson, that thing is is a monster and I you know everybody will come down there and watch their if they open up their practice traditionally their practices have always been closed um, and they've been very secretive about their practices um, I, maybe they'll figure out a way to make money and charge people to come in and watch them practice too who knows and all their eggs in that one big basket down there that thing is a, and, and yeah, I had the opera Joe well. Joe yeah Joe gave me the opportunity to go to the um, uh, the grand opening or the, the groundbreaking for that facility. And I went there and just the, the video, uh, representation of that facility and the three different fields on the outside. You got a field on the inside. That thing is an amazing, amazing, uh, headquarters for our amazing organization. So, it's uh, and, and it's a huge, lovely, like first class five, five star, uh, facilities from the renderings I've seen. I wanted to go to the groundbreaking, but didn't have a chance to the other obligations that I had. But I heard it's going to be it's great, the renderings are great. And the practice field I believe there's supposed to be about three practice fields for the team and you know, that that's great. Three 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 on the outside and then one on the inside. I, believe, I yeah. I, I believe I believe that's what I that's what I read and saw. Yeah, uh, and uh, they, I want to say, let me see, the way they're, I think the practice fields are designed the same way the field is uh, for our stadium. I think they're exactly the same, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in directional-wise. So you'll have the same same consistency with the sky, you know, the sun and the sky, even though we're, we're going to, you know, cut down the, the light with the, the openness on the top of the stadium. But they're still going to have that same direct, it, you know, it just flows for their practice and flows for the game. So, Yeah, and where they're located, because I was over near the Costco over there, and, you know, where they're located is like the perfect spot. It's almost like there's not too much around there right now, but when they right move, they're going to attract so many businesses and the economy around there is going to be so impactful because everything's just going to grow around there and maximize because you don't just get you don't just get a Costco anymore and right. the, you don't just get buildings and new expensive housing development unless you're that type of organization unless you're projected to make that big of an impact in which you know football and any sport in general almost always does. Yeah, the um the leadership for Henderson has to be given a lot of credit. Um, you know, there's a lot of naysayers about selling that land over there for pennies on the dollar to the Raiders. They knew what they were doing. Again, strategic, big picture thinking, looking forward to the future and what's going to develop. And you're going to see quite a development, and quite a lot of money being made down in Henderson for, from this 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 adventure that. That Henderson saw the the opportunity, the growth, and the business opportunity. Um, there's a it's a no lose situation for them, especially you know they'll make their money back. You know with the land that they they sold them, they'll make the money back. 
tenfold, twentyfold, hundredfold with all the people that'll be coming in and all the business that's gonna happen down there, all the housing that's gonna develop around there. Yeah, there, there's some smart people out there that figured it out, so. Yeah, because when I went down there, when I go down there, I mean, there's almost nothing. I mean, there's a ton of like malls down there, but there's, there's not much I'm excited for. There's, I'm up in Summerlin and there isn't much down uh, in Henderson that, I really want to go to, but when we're still digging, I'm, I'm, I'm going to flop there. What I'm going to flop there, and it's going to be, you know, and with the city there, it's going to add more money into their self and more money into their city so that, you know, they can further maximize their potential, maximize their, their growth, and further build around it is right now, Las Vegas is one of the top 10 fastest growing cities. In the United States. Yeah, I I wish I could have been smart enough to figure out how to how to get get my hand in that pot somehow. But, uh, I'm just <laughs> same same here, uh, same here. Just a retired guy, just having a good time in my life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th th come on, not just a good time. This has to be like an excellent, a perfect time for you because you know your team is moving into your city. This, this is like the perfect. Scenario, scenario for you. Yes, it is. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm just, I'm, I'm so geeked about it. Yeah. All I gotta, all I keep saying is, I, all I gotta do is live another year. I'll be happy. There you go. Just let I, me wake up every day for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, you, you, you still sound. Pretty young, you know. I mean, you still sound around middle age, around you know, fifty-five, sixty. You still sound age, which is you know good. You have another you know twenty, thirty years to see you know the Raiders win the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty-five when the Super Bowl is you know hopefully as has been you know rumored to be uh you know Las Vegas is one of the top locations that they're thinking of hosting it and you know you'll be able to see you know if the Raiders advance to Super Bowl in 2025 you know they could possibly become the first hometown team to win at their home uh, yeah. stadium wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> oh yeah and, and I wondered you would be there Yep, but why can't we go on a run like New England has gone on a run since the? Like, I mean, I mean, there, there's no doubt. John Gruden already won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, and John Gruden was winning with Oakland before he they sort of traded him to Tampa Bay. There's, there's no doubt that with his ten-year contract, as you said, there's a reason for consistency, and there's no yes. better thing, in my opinion, for an organization they have been consistency because I've seen with the Browns being so inconsistent with all these, you know, coaches, offense coordinators, they can never get a solid plan. But with, when you have that consistency, when you have that buying with a single coach, it makes everyone around there believe even more that this is the guy we're sticking with. This is the guy that is going to get us to the promised land. And I hear a feeling the whole organization feels that way from top to bottom. You're going to see drastic improvement. Uh, 
un, unlike yeah. unlike you know a lot of a lot of and I reference these guys all the Twitter GMs. You're going to see vast improvement from the quarterback position. You're going to see vast improvement oh. just all across the board with consistency of co- coaching. Not a lot of changes. You know, the defensive line coach, the defensive back coach. There's a reason why they left. There's a, uh, you know what, everybody's harping on Tom Table as being terrible offensively. Obviously, Gruden didn't have a problem with them. So, you know, listen to Gruden. Don't listen to the Twitter GMs. And let's see where this goes because consistency will be a key factor for, especially for Carr, um, going forward, having the same system, and then expanding on that. Because he only had a small chunk of it. He only got a small chunk because it's so voluminous of, you know, how much he has to learn. This year, you'll see a little bit more, more plays, more audibles, letting him call the game as he sees it, as he's learning. And you got the playmakers now. I don't want to jinx this. Just stay healthy. Um, you know, and there's no reason why we can't switch this, switch this up. Up in Oakland, finish out a good year in Oakland for the fan base, the Raider Nation that's been with him for so long up there, you know, and dealing with having to, you know, they lost the team once, they're losing the team, and I feel for them in that regard. Put out a good product this year and then bring that winning, that commitment to excellence. Just win, baby, to Vegas 2020. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. And you know what? Uh, we're going to have a good team going forward. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then going back to what you said about New England, why can't the Raiders be New England? New England, you know, how many years does Tom Brady have left? I mean, he probably has a few more years left. But, and then Belichick is getting older, you know. The Raiders can be that next organization because with their consistency, with their you know, from top to bottom, it seems like everyone is has a nice gel with them because, you know, Gruden has his gel manager with Mike Mayock and Mark Davis is letting, you know, the organization, you know, run smoothly. He's not, you know, necessarily putting his hands on where they all need to be. And he's doing, and from top to bottom, the organization is doing everything that they need to do in order to win, you know, just just win, baby, and yep. you know, doing everything they need to do to in order to do. Wouldn't the irony? Wouldn't the irony be if the Raiders end up playing in the in the AFC Championship game against New England in the next <laughs> year or so, and Tom Brady's on his last year and he gets sacked? And he fumbles the ball, and the Raiders recover the ball, and we win the game to go to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be the irony of ironies for that? That, that, that would. It would. It would be like handing off the torch to say, <laughs> with the with the torch uh, being that, the football, of course. Yes, and that then, would you be know, thinking of, and then thinking of Cleo Mack, you know, being gone and getting a fumble on Brady. You know, that would just be. You know, that was just the euphoric and everything. Because imagine if Mad Max Crosby got that as well. That would just be, you know, just be great. Because Mad Max, the fourth round pick, is another one of those 
players that can help them win now and, you know, win in the future because things he needs to work on can be fixed. And he already has that emotion and that, that urgency and that dominant force about him that will translate into pros from Eastern Michigan. And, you know, that would just be, that would just be great for the Raiders and everyone around them just to sort of beat New England in that fashion. Because, you know, right. New England. Yeah, that would be, that they would be, be going down. And, yeah, and with passing, be... of course, you know, the Raiders are going to have that eternal flame or that flame over, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the eternal. Stadium. Right. Al Davis, Al Davis memory would be, it would be, um, retribution for what happened, that, that travesty of a game, a travesty of a, a night that I remember oh so vividly, despite the fact I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> it would be, it would be great. I would love that. that would, for me, that would be awesome. I bet, I bet that would feel, I bet that would feel great, you know, with the Raiders, with everything, you know, and then just, and if they did win the Super Bowl, you know, that would just be great. And that, imagine that party on a ship. I mean, I, of course, of course I'm going to, uh, really think, I mean, John's for sale in Boston, but with other teams, you know, winning Super Bowl, of course the parade is always huge. It was huge when Chicago won the World Series, but imagine Vegas, imagine how crazy Vegas would be. If they carried the Lombardi trophy down the strip. Now that would, now I, I couldn't even imagine that. You know, we talk about the draft, talk about the Super Bowl, but imagine that Lombardi trophy traveling down the strip. That, that, yeah. that just something otherworldly. It's like, you know, not everyone can afford the Super Bowl. Not everyone's going to come out for the draft, but everyone is going to come out to the free parade down the strip. I mean, nothing sets a city apart. Nothing. That Vegas crowds, I mean, that would set our city apart than a crowd from the locals on the strip with the trophy. Yeah, and let's double that up. Let's 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 pretend in a in a perfect world that the Golden Knights also pull a Stanley Cup for the city. Oh yeah, at some point. Know, hopefully relatively soon that would be great but have two two franchises just like in you know new england and, and massachusetts that in boston and new england you know winning championships almost nearly close together and yeah the, <laughs> I, I i couldn't i couldn't imagine what the city would become if that happened yeah, it would be it, it would be amazing it would be just a fun, fun, fun place to be. Everybody will get along and everybody will be happy and hope the crime will stop and just everybody will you know, just love life being in Vegas. Vegas being the city that it's, Vegas has grown up and become a real city and become a real metropolis and, and people having a good life and enjoying, you know, not just Sitting, you know, going to Red Rock or going to Mount Charleston or going to Lake Mead. Now we got actual things, family things, more family things to do and enjoyable sports and 
and then bring championships to the, the city. Yeah. So one can hope, one can dream. And hopefully that. Yeah, but but you know, someday. the Golden Knights had a vision to win the Stanley Cup within five years, and the Raiders are going to be here before those five years, so that could actually happen. And the Golden Knights going to playoffs twice, two years in a row, the first two years, and getting players who could help them win now and players they know are consistent. Mark Stone, right. the Knights and everything. And then with Raiders getting foundational players like a Cleveland Thoreau, uh, Josh Jacobs, Trayvon Mullen, and uh, all these other players that they drafted for them to you know, win in one year, win the big ones. That would just be, that would just be amazing. And for the family environment, you know, that would be, yeah. that would be great because, you know, I know this past year, the, the first time AAA baseball had buzz, or since I've been in Vegas about two and a half years now, uh, first time AAA baseball made a buzz with the Aviators having the top record in the Pacific Coast League, or, earlier this season and for them to actually be winning, you know, that brought that brought, you know, excitement to the whole surroundings I felt up here in Summerlin, but that's only to play baseball. With the NFL it's just as I said, every single it's a whole time level. just magnified. And if they wanted if the Golden Knights and the Raiders won in the same season, oh my God, I could, I, 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 but I can't, I can't even imagine how, how, yeah, how, crazy, how crazy and how, how everyone would just come together, you know, everyone would just be friends with one another and, you know, it would just be like, you know, why, why work? Let's go, let's go down and enjoy everything because, you know, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's a family, everyone's part of the uh, Raiders family. I mean, of course, right. That's what we're close to, but but Raiders are one big family, and yeah, Raider Nation. It, from top to from owners with ownership, it's it's a somewhat a family organization. Now with Al Davis, uh, when he passed away, it was now Mark Davis's team, and you know it, it and then for if. That translated to the city of Las Vegas, so it would just be big, huge. I concur. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and I mean, as a final thought here, I mean, you have look a look ahead too. Raiders get here in 2020. The NFL draft comes before we usher in the new era of Raider football in 2020 or next year and then you have a potential look ahead to when they could possibly host the Super Bowl in 2025 and then you know you have these you know, big events with the Raiders it's just you know one thing after the other after the other almost like a miniature version of what Vegas is you know with the event 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 convention 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 and right. you know performances every night. It's just a mini encapsulation of what Vegas already is. Right. 
we're going to have just one big party all the time. So, yeah, I, I yep. can't, I, I can't wait for that. I can't either, brother. I can't either. Yeah, I mean, I I imagine because I I work over at sun, on Sundays usually at uh EJ's, and that's like I I can't imagine how dead it would be on a Sunday morning. It's just you know, because everyone, everyone's going to be at the game. No matter if you say you're not a Raiders fan now, you will be when you're, uh, and for fans who aren't Raiders fan now, they're going to be a fan when they get here because, you know, there's nothing like, there's nothing like the Raiders organization. Right. Do, do you have, and then, you know, and then, well, I mean, and the win now mentality is going to be super huge, and you know, of course, we we want to win. And they know they have a big uh, target on the back to win in uh, 2020, and that's going to be just bring just bring everything together. Yep, we'll see what the future holds. I I hope I my personal beliefs are they are going to be good this year, and they're going to be great next year and going forward. They're gonna, they're gonna be relevant again. Well, I'll just say that I believe they're gonna be relevant again. I believe that uh, they're gonna give a lot of teams, and and barring, barring injuries and you know all the unforeseen nonsense that goes on, I see a very very capable team developing for for this city uh, going forward. I see players coming here, wanting to come here, not only because we're winning again, but because of the money, you know, not having to pay a state tax that goes back to the, the player in the long run. There's just a ton of re and then you know, think about this too: the money that Mark Davis is going to be making, the organization's going to be making. They'll be able to pay bigger salaries. You know, the cash. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother show to discuss. Um, just the fact that they'll be able to pay more in bonus money. To get play better players here, and it's just going to continue a cycle moving forward. Who's not going to want to come to Vegas to to, to play? You got a good coach. You got a good coaching staff. You got good ownership. You got you make money. You make more money. Your winning culture. Hopefully, we get our winning culture back. There's no reason, you know, like before going to the mausoleum or oh, I'm sorry, the Oakland Alameda County Stadium. You know, that playing on baseball dirt. Having to pay the outrageous taxes that they pay in California, losing all that money out of their out of their pockets. There's nothing bad about this situation going forward, but I can see um, everything is just sunshiny and roses coming up. <laughs> and I can't wait. I, I told you I can't wait for this. I, I'm so stoked, so geeked about it that. My world, my, it's just going to be fun. Everything is going to be fun about this. Yeah, and I know that Joe told me uh, earlier this offseason that Mark Davis is one of the better owners in the league. He used to, I mean, I know publicly he wasn't necessarily viewed as the best owner, but what people don't realize is that all his money goes 
into the team. He has no other. He has almost nothing else to put his money. In. He has nothing else to put his money into, and it all goes to the Raiders and sticks in the Raiders organization, which is great for the franchise. Which is will be great for the city of Las Vegas because he, his sole purpose, and his sole view, his sole focus is on the Raiders. First and foremost, that's the only thing that he's going to be paying attention to, which is great because right. when you see like Las Vegas, people talk about the Jackson. There'll be there'll almost be none with him because he's going to, you know, with the players he has and with everything he does, he's going to make the Raiders into the what people think of Las Vegas for now and in years to come. Every, every that's what I. I mean, at least that's my view. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, what you know for is just everybody to stay healthy and uh, the growth of the team, and you know, that's all we can hope for. And I hope everything plays out the way I, I envision it, and I think you know, and I don't think there's a reason why it shouldn't. So. Like and with everyone staying healthy, you know, I mean, even with Pharrell going down this year, even if you just signed him, you still have that depth that you brought in in this year's free right. agency. And, you know, you brought in Doug Martin. So they, they have a plan and they're sticking to it, which is good because when you're a general manager, sometimes it's hard to block all that outside noise out. But for them to focus and on the task at hand on building Raiders, it's it, it's great because you know there's not there's nothing like it. Yes, sir. Sir. So, yeah, I I think yeah I I thank you, Rocco, for uh, joining the Hidden Silver and Black, uh, powered by SB Nation. Uh, and Black Pride podcast tonight or today on this uh, lovely Thursday night, uh, May 2nd. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you ever want to do this again, I'm more than willing to help out. Oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do it again with you. It's been a joy talking to you. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Spit and Silver Black with longtime Raiders season ticket holder Rocco. You can follow me, Kalen Sokel, on Twitter at mini underscore Kyle2. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 